Hello and welcome to another episode of The Labyrinth. I'm Brendan, and I think I kind of like think of this podcast and my more long-form content such as this. It's kind of my sort of pocket dimension of mine. Uh, so welcome, and uh, thank you for being here. I also call it a labyrinth because I really like that idea of trying to get to a center of the maze, acknowledging that the center of the maze will never really get to there. You know, are we trying to get to the center of my maze, trying to get to the center of your maze, trying to get to the center of a maze? I don't really know, but you try to get to the center and then it falls into a new one, a new singularity. That's kind of, I don't know why I felt like talking about that today, but that's my new intro for today and today probably only. Uh, and yes, and I also love to preface, so this is my real intro. These podcasts, these episodes are a way for me to reflect on thoughts I've had and to express things in a more free flow of consciousness format. Uh, I do this because I think writing is sometimes too calculated where you miss unique nuance that you can get from speaking. And I thought, why the fuck not make it public and on a podcast? Because life is short and in the end we all die. So why not do something like this? I don't know. Anyway, I enjoy doing it this way. It's it's fun for me. Um, yeah. But today I was going to do a discussion on Kanye West and all that whole thing. Cause I think there's some interesting discussions about narratives around that and how we get attached to narratives and how it can make a spiral and, and also how other people's narratives influence others and how those can have negative consequences. I think that would have been a fun discussion. However, However, I recently used this AI thing that has been going viral. Um, there's been a couple AI things going viral lately. The one that's been going viral on social media, um, and I'm going to make this all matter. I know not everyone that listens to me gives a fuck about social media, which you shouldn't. Uh, but this thing, I find it interesting culturally that this has gone viral. And I participated in it. And after participating in it, I had to reflect on it. And if that was a good idea or not. And there was this thing called like the Linza app. It's AI generated art where you input images of yourself and it produces AI generated images out. Uh, and it can sometimes often be like these kind of fantasy mystical looking images. They were really cool looking. I admit I used it. Um, I felt less found that form of AI art less problematic because I'm inputting my own images into it. Um, and I don't know if I actually, I can be pushed back on that one, but uh, and, and I did some reflecting off that. And, and also then I was listening to plastic pills, which I'm going to link below because I kind of want to, this motivated some of the conversation. I liked a lot of the points he brought up, but I want to bring up some other things as well around this, AI, this idea of AI art and AI generated writing because the AI has become much more advanced over the last few years, like the GPT three, uh, which is the AI they kind of use. I'm, I'm not going to get into like the nitty gritty of of how this works because that is not my area of expertise at all. Um, however, I do find it interesting culturally because people are worried about what this AI art, what this AI writing means for what we perceive to be the last frontier of our humanity, which is this idea and this ability to create, to create things, create stories, create art, yada, yada, yada. So people are worried, especially artists, about AI-generated art. Um, and people are worried about AI-generated writing. And probably, and rightly so, uh, which is why I want to talk about it. 
Plastic Bill's brought up some good stuff. And like I said, I'm going to link him. Um, you know, it's like when we when we hear about this AI stuff, artificial intelligence, we, especially in, in like the media and culturally, we imagine this great battle, you know, this final moment before we hit that singularity, this final moment where we can defend ourselves before we reach the singularity and a new truth is found that we can never go back from. It's one that we see in the movies. You know, the matrix is about this. I robot is about this things. This is something that plastic pills mentioned. I don't want to act like this is my original thought here, but um, there's just some, we want to imagine some physical force or enemy that has become some self-aware AI that will destroy us. Right. That's, that's the how I imagine why we do that and why we create that. Um, and I think another wonderful point he made is about how much of our fears of AI come from feeling that once it consumes our final human uniqueness or the thing we perceive that which makes us unique, then we've hit some form of end times. It's over. It's done. But that's the point is, is it's going to happen like this AIR stuff, it's going to gradually just seep itself into everything we do before everything we do is operated by AI. We already have been experiencing this for years, for years. It's, it's already been happening. You know, algorithms are some form of artificial intelligence. You know, the, the echo chambers and the loops you get into online of information you consume, the narratives you follow, the narratives you believe, you've already been doing that because you've been given a feedback loop. You get the feedback loop, you consume information, produce something new. What you produce then gets reconsumed. So you're just in this constant simulation over and over again. It's already been happening, you know, and, and we like, you know, that's how Netflix operates on. You watch something, it's like, oh, you liked this. That means you'll probably like this, this, and this. And then the constant feedback loop. I'm just describing basic algorithms here. But the point is, is that this feeling of uniqueness, the uniqueness of your humanity has already been being consumed and been cre- been uh, evolving into some form of a lie. It's been a lie. It's been a simulation of itself. You know, the simulation that is you is in some sense created by someone or something, an imaginary apparatus or entity trying to consume your being for some form of control. That's what the capitalist system operates under, operates on, is that idea of being able to do that, you know? Uh, and I, I do, now that I'm saying this, I want to preface this. I'm going to try to end this episode on a happy note, but sometimes when I just choose to do the discussions more on postmodern topics and capitalism and and things like AI, it becomes difficult to do so uh, you know, so I just, I just want to, I just want to preface that, but I, I like to try to be, I, I seem cynical at times, but I try to be somewhat optimistic, you know, I, I do try, uh, for my own sanity, but you know, we're, we're going to try at some point in this episode. So do I think it'll take over in some sense though? That's like, a, like I've decided, I, I think I should raise that question, this question in this episode, but I think it's kind of already happened. You know, it's like, how do I phrase this? 
I think in some sense, it already has, because the algorithms that control our information and distribution of it have already demonstrated some of this to us. You know, so it's like, so now people are worried about how everything is just going to be AI generated, images are just going to be AI generated, that's all we're going to consume, and that'll be the, the end of it. You know, but I think that point I brought up earlier about how, you know, you, you, the information you consume is done by an algorithm and then it creates a feedback loop for you. So it's hard for you to have a truly unique is the wrong word, a truly unbiased perspective because it's, you're, it's trying to feed you into a bias. It wants you to be biased so that you continue to consume because everyone likes that little feedback loop where they feel like they're being, they're right. So people don't like to consume information that tells them that they're wrong. You know, that's just a basic, the basic echo chamber method. It's like the same reason that YouTube years back had this issue of like what was called the alt-right pipeline where people would start consuming one video and they would constantly get a feedback loop of videos that would just provide further information that just, that just backs up the false narrative that they were already creating. And it just feeds you down in that spiraling loop so you get deeper 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 down the pipeline and before you know it you're alt right a little bit because that's all you've been consuming um it's a little bit i guess of a side tangent but the point is that like we've already been seeing this and and i think that's like the the idea is that we need to get to maybe some form of acceptance of this reality where the fear is kind of that these AIs and this and this because it's it's like this GPT three thing. GPT three has been out for a while. Uh, this is like the the thing that's creating the writing, um, kind of these these writing outputs. It's the algorithm that they use or what they call it or whatever. And that's been out for a while. But like this this new GPT like chat has come out. That's kind of advanced a little bit more. Advance and same with the art stuff, it's been developing as well. So, people both of these things have been in the media lately. So, people are now worried and seeing this, but it's been around for a while now. As I think what's fascinating about this is this topic has been coming up now. Um, but I think that's the point where it's like the reason that we are going to get to the point where we're already kind of already there, and that's what I'm going to say after this point, where it's like the algorithm operates or the AI operates where you give it an input. You input something, and then you get an output. And the the algorithm or the the AI has learned by taking in a fuck ton of data, reading like data of the internet, taking all of that, and then when you create it like a input for it, it pulls from all that data to create a new output. But the output is coming from all of its data. But then now what are the outputs? The outputs are a product of the AI. So then the what they are going to do or are already doing is the outputs of the AI are going to be reinserted into the algorithm. So all of a sudden, everything that's going to be produced in the future is going to be produced from what is already a product of the AI. So it's going to be a constant simulated feedback loop. So it's just going to feedback loop into itself infinitely you know and sure it's going to take like information from us still and data points from us still but i still find that point to be interesting because that's 
where I, f- I feel like we need to come into some form of realization that in some sense this shit has already been happening to us where you throw on CNN, you throw on Fox News, the, they have two talking heads debating, but it feels like when a topic comes up, you already feel like you know what both sides is going to say. They're just simulating their talking points. They're just simulating a perception that they have or think you think that the audience wants them to have and then they talk about it. They talk back and forth about it. And then they have a so-called discussion, a discussion of ideas, a debate of ideas. But really, it's already these established narratives that they have, these already these simulated narratives they have for themselves that they are then trying to create a reproduction of what a discussion would be knowing that neither side is going to change their viewpoint and likely the person in the audience will not change their viewpoint. They are watching a simulation of what a discussion is without actually watching an actual discussion. People are just taking established points that they probably didn't even think of of themselves or are not unique in any way, just the, from the same talking points from some place on the internet that was already fed by an algorithm so that what is our, their identity is already being was already created by some form of an algorithm that then then creates their talking points that they then just think they can just regurgitate outwards and that something new will be created but you can't create something new when you've already are just constantly consuming the old you're constantly consuming what has already been established and already being simulated i don't know if that makes sense that's why I try to do an episode like this and try to do this format of content because I hope that I in some way force myself to create something at least somewhat original, even if you can't ever fully do that ever, you know, you're constantly pulling from your own simulations that have been influenced for you and by you from society, you know, society's perspective. And I think that's like the frustrating point is about all this stuff is this is stuff that postmodernism has been talking about for 50 fucking years, if not more. I just kind of just threw out that number. And I mean that by, in the sense of, you know, it's, it's another talking point that kind of Republicans and conservatives have for some reason. And I, I hear about this a little bit is they talk about CRT, like critical race theory, which critical race theory is an offshoot of critical theory. And critical theory is kind of like a, a, a form of postmodernism and postmodernism gets hated on. But this, all of a sudden, this newfound fear of AI and AI-generated art and AI-generated writing and AI-generated this, this, and this, and generated coding. Got to remember that part, too. It also is able to generate coding, so you got coding engineers freaking out as well. And probably, like I said, rightly so. So you have all this happening. <clears throat> but the postmodernists have been talking about this, like I said, for 50 years. And about how we are constantly just simulating and automating this consumption of information. And we use these forms of these automations as apparatuses for control, the control of a society so that anything new gets consumed by the apparatus, gets consumed by the simulation to then be reinserted into a simulation of its own. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's like, I'm trying to think of an example now off the top of my head. We, let me think of the best example. 
we we uh, hmm kind of I've stumped myself a little bit on this one. I got to think of an example. I guess I can use the example of even kind of got, I think I talked about this a little bit in, in my previous episode. This what cyberpunk was making commentary on and K-punk uh was making commentary on as well. Where it's like this idea that something new is created by the culture and then the capitalist apparatus consumes it and then tries to create that into a, you know, profit motivated object, an object to consume, you know, and, and then that it tries to consume your desire and to create create your desire into an object so that you then can consume that object and it keeps you in the wheel of the apparatus of, of let's say, capitalism in this example uh cap that's why capitalism i think promotes this idea of automation and this idea of of ai and systems of control you know it wants these these simulations and feedback loops so it keeps you wanting to maintain your desire for consumption uh but it doesn't want to freak you out too much so that's where that's interesting is and I'm not like using – I hate when people use capitalism as though like there's these entities at the top that are controlling – no, it's like this – the idea of capitalism itself and what it means as a societal structure is this only semi-sentient apparatus. You know, it's more of like we are – we operate within the – algorithm in the simulation that is capitalism so you can't think of anything outside of capitalism because of that you know it's it's that's why people you know it's like you you become aware of problems of the system problems of the system of society right we all do this you know income inequality uh the destruction of the environment we all become aware of these things and then you have people that want to deny that and all this stuff blah 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 yada 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 because they don't want to change the system too much in one sense but also it's hard because you want to imagine that you're able to see outside the system and then choose the system but the system has already been chosen collectively and it's hard to go beyond that choice right um it's just very difficult to do that so then they, they you know they, they like things like ai or they i don't know why i said they it's interesting uh but capitalism because that's what it, it's creating these simulations and apparatuses of control you know and what and and, and the reason I, I say that is is that's what kind of algorithms operate under but also kind of moving beyond the capitalism point because i don't want to get too hung up on that you also have this idea, like, I want to go back to this idea of how art, the, the the point about art, and like, should we fear this or not, you know? Because like art, when you get down to it, art, the, the thing that makes it fundamental, or what we find to be fundamental about it, or uniquely human, I think, is one, it's a human creation that can't be automated, or we thought wouldn't be automated, or we hoped wouldn't be automated. But something about within the creation of art is the emotion behind the art. You know, you you look at Picasso painting, you know, or a Salvador Dali 
paint, uh, piece of art, you know, surrealist art. You consume the art, but you're also wondering the emotions of the artist that made the art. You are trying to connect, hopefully, with the emotions of it. So that is one possible saving point about art. But like we we've been talking about the end of art for for fucking forever, you know. It's like it's the end of art has been a discussion for a while, um, you know. Especially with like you know, this idea that it's hard to create anything fully original and and this stuff as well, and then capitalism constantly trying to consume it, all this stuff. It's it's this discussion is not new, right? Um, but I'm wondering, I guess, is how these this new new form of information, in a sense, AI art, AI generated writing, it's going to be able to create infinite amounts of art and writing. You know, you're going to have so many outputs, uh, and what the consequence of that means as well. You know, because that's the thing. It's like I, I think a lot of people. I, I'm hoping. I'm wondering if we're still going to value the emotion behind the arts. We're going to value the artist. However, we're having something become automated because like that's, we always imagine machines being the thing that's going to automate everything. You know, no one's going to have jobs. Everything's going to be automated, blah, blah, blah. Like the, that type of thing. Like the movie Wally's about that, right? But we always thought that art would be protected. In some sense, it still probably is, you know, where you still have your films. It's going to be hard to simulate and create an a, a AI for that. And because people I do, maybe this is my just hopeful thinking, they value those emotions behind the creation of the art. Maybe it's subconsciously or it's consciously. I don't know for sure. But we fear things, and rightly so. And I think fear is an important thing in all this and recognizing the death of something, you know. Uh, and that, and that's, I think that's where we, that's why I brought up the capitalism point for a reason, because I think people get caught up in the word capitalism too sometimes and they get defensive about that, but it, it is a system. It's a system that we operate within. It is the status quo system that we have. So it wants to maintain the status quo, it wants to maintain, when you want to maintain the status quo from that, the system will want to maintain a sense of security and a sense of control to control itself to to not allow too much chaos into the system to not allow too much change at once i think that's an important thing to remember that's why like i brought up like movies where where we have these movies about how like irobot will or irobot or the matrix we're gonna have this entity to fight that's not how it works it seeps in gradually. You don't even know it's coming until it's too late. And you've already hit a singularity into a new truth, post-truth, for example, a new truth world. And you don't even remember what it was like before. It's just something new and it becomes your new status quo. The fight, you never even saw the fight coming. The fight was never to be had. And I think that's what we kind of need to remember about this is because, and that's why I see about information uh, in the internet. It's like 
the reason that we have this these all these strange narratives and these strange corners of the internet and these these conversations where it feels like people are just using talking points it's because there's so much information out there and immediately you become skeptical of everything you hear and possibly rightly so because you can never know enough you can never have enough of the information there's always more to consume there's always more things to consume there's always more things to desire there's even more things to desire around truth you wish to have the best answers. You wish to have the most informed answers. But yet, what happens? How much information do I need to know before I have a proper opinion about something? There's always more information to be had. So you get overwhelmed by that. You get overwhelmed by that. So then you 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 take on your established points of view. You you embrace your established points of views. And you don't, you don't fight back against them. You don't want to fight back against them because you've created your own status quo for yourself. You've created that your own status quo to maintain for yourself, right? And then from that status quo, you don't want to fight it yourself. So you end up creating your own little echo chamber. You create your own little apparatus of control for yourself from the system that wanted you to do that in the first fucking place. That is the strange reality of that. I hope that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it, it, and, and, that's, and that's the unfortunate thing. And that's why we feel that we live in a post-truth world is because people believe, are so certain of their opinions about things often, even when they're not, they're still kind of certain about certain things, right? And they think... They, they fall back on you. You often hear this on like kind of, I don't want to, I'm sounding super fucking biased in this episode, uh, but you're, you're, you've kind of hear this a lot on like, say, Fox News. I know it's, this is low hanging fruit or like Ben Shapiro, you know, where it's, they have, like I said, talking about the same talking points and the, the feedback loop they use, but you also hear them strangely talking about how this idea of of post truth where everything becomes a sort of conspiracy even when you're given information there's still like some conspiracy that is some out some some out out facing no not out facing external entity that is secretly controlling you know, we can't trust the vaccines because some secret group of people are doing X, Y, and Z. What information do you have to back this up? I don't know. You know, uh, they just want to maintain the system and the control. Okay, so there must be some form of entity and you create a, a reality around that. Oh, like, but like, you know, any information you consume is going to be biased. Okay, so where can you get proper information? So it becomes like this endless loop of you can never be certain of the information you're consuming. So they just end up being certain of the conspiracy that in the essence of the conspiracy, the underlying essence of the conspiracy is that you can't trust anything, that you live in post-truth. The essence of everything that the conspiracy is, is that post-truth, that really at the end of it, you're not certain of anything. That is the essence of it is uncertainty. But in the face of that, you would rather say, okay, well, I am certain that someone's controlling something. I am certain that there is something controlling something. 
but they often just misidentify what I think the controlling thing is. And it often ends up being a very problematic thing that they think is controlling things. I hope that part makes sense. Um, yeah. And, and, and I think that's where I want to take this discussion cut to kind of end it is kind of a side tangent before that about the things like things I fear, you know, I spend my life with this constant attempt, this on oh, my own simulation, my own loop of accepting my eventual death. And this leads to me wondering about the death of many things, including the stuff we are discussing, you know, right now, such as like art, right? I think about that and the reality that, you know, I and most people spend most of their life suffering. And then the other parts thinking, like, this is, this is nice. I'm not suffering right now. You know, that it oscillates between those two, but the oscillation is definitely leaning more one way. But I think about that, you know, haven't I already died many times? You come into new realizations, you come into new understandings, you, you, you fall away from one simulation and you fall into another, one singularity into another. But once you're in that new simulation, you kind of forget what the previous one was about. It's hard to go back there. You're living in post-truth. You're, you're perpetually living in post-truth. You're finding a new truth. Sorry, as I'm fucking recording this, my mic stand is busting. But you're constantly and perpetually living in your own post-truth. And the society itself is doing the same thing. Collectively and on an individual level, you're doing that. You know? So that's what I mean. It's like, so the question of, but then I think about, haven't I already died many times? So the next question from following that in relation to this episode is, do I see art as an act of rebellion against this question? Haven't I already died many times? Art tries to get to some essence of truth, some essence of humanity, some emotional essence. So the question is, can artificial intelligence ever replicate that form of the simulation, that form of the human essence? That's what I wonder about. Like, uh, I wonder if, you know, that's maybe that's why I'm getting more into, you know, storytelling, for example, and writing fantasy and fiction. Because I feel like it helps get into a more human essence of writing and, and art. Because you're right, like when you come down to it, AI is going to be really good at regurgitating information that's already been talked about. It's going to be really good at that. It might even be really good at creating human stories. And I'm just, you know too dumb to recognize that yet but i do feel like people desire a human essence behind the story you know sure our company's going to use an ai generated art and that's going to put a lot of like graphic designers and things out of business probably for being honest a fuck ton of them yeah it is you know people that create book covers even for this supposed original writing yeah going to put them out of business that's probably the dark unfortunate reality but will art just reform into something else 
Are we just witnessing the death of some form of humanity? You know, and I, like I said, I think about the talking heads again. They simulate discourse. They simulate this originality. But we know it's fake. Like if you just really think about it for a little bit, you know it's a lie. You know, we spend life... It's almost like we spend life, you know, we fall into new realizations about ourselves. We reform ourselves, we become new versions of ourselves, yada, yada, yada. We spend our life learning how to lose everything. And then we die where we've truly come to the point of losing everything. You know, it's, and kind of witnessing all this stuff. It's like life is like watching a show where you never get to fucking see the ending, you know? And, and, that's kind of the wild part. Like we're seeing this apparatus of technology, apparatus of AI, slowly consuming everything, recreating and reconfiguring, creating a form of humanity that, or we are a projection of humanity that we then consume, creating objects of desire to keep us on the wheel, some wheel of control and infinitely able to do that. And maybe at some point, or already is, actually, in most ways, able to do that better than a human can. It wants to tell you what to desire. But where does that object of desire come from? The societal structure, capitalism, is one example, and systems of control. And we're watching this movie, this show, take place in front of us every day. You know, we, we try to find our original selves. We try to formulate original self. We fall into a new version of ourself. But we're never really like certain of it. We're never really certain where that comes from. The desire is being created from something external. And then we take in the inputs. And then we wonder, is the output, we take in these inputs, these external inputs, and we're like, oh man, is that output, is that output that we're having about ourselves original? Is who we are original? No. Like people talking about how the the art from the AI-generated art, oh, they're like just consuming real artists and creating, regurgitating art. That's what fucking artists do. But what is the foundation behind that? When someone copies an artist too much, people are like, oh, you just copied that guy, fuck you. And no one wants to consume that person's art anymore. But everyone is taking influence from other art, right? Just like the AI is. They're taking influence... But what they value, I think, is still the human emotion. That's what I'm telling myself. I'm trying to make myself feel better about this. So I'm also just trying to create my own feedback loop to make myself feel better. Because in the end, we spend our life telling ourselves that everything is going to be fine, even when we don't know for sure if it is. But if we don't tell ourselves it's going to be fine, then we're definitely not fine. So we have to tell ourselves we're going to be fine and everything will be okay. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to post this episode. I was all over the place. But it was fun. I think I had some moments that I enjoyed and I liked the way I worded things. So I'll probably leave it up because fuck it. Everything's, every, everything's going to be fine. And it's time for you to get the fuck out of my labyrinth. <laughs>